Nobody will get hurt. Well, we might need to swab some nasal areas here with these teeny tiny microwire bristles. It's really for your own safety, I assure you, and those around you who just point and laugh. <laughs> Greetings, friends, and uh, welcome in to Fusebox, the 143rd edition of the program, irritatingly entitled House Arrest, and I'm your rattling a tin can against the jail cell bars of my mind uh, host, Mark Rose, and uh, over there, observing record-breaking social distancing, is the Viscount of Volume himself, Milt Keynes, everybody. Thank you kindly. So, how's it hanging, bro? Ugh. Oh, it's okay. At least I'm not hanging from a ceiling fan as of yet. But uh, I suppose it's as good as it can be uh, at the moment. I mean, you know, like we were saying last time, the uh, the production world has uh, virtually stopped. And that uh, represents pretty much... Uh, All of your income. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much all of my income. Yes, yes, that is the truth, sir. Yeah, pretty stinky. Yeah, but those checks are coming, man. You think, really? See, I don't know. I always halfway think that the the, the uh, central processor clerk is going to take one look at me and say, Oh, you have a letter E in your name? Ah, uh, yeah. Sorry. I think we're going to have to exclude you. But maybe you could sell a kidney or something. Yeah, there's a really big market out there for that, yeah. I've been researching. Well, I guess some folks have been getting them, I guess. And I'm sure that's a, a just a, a tremendous help and a, a relief for uh, for many. Uh, there, uh, You, you got to know, though, <laughs> there have been a slew of errors and brick walls reported by many folks, of course. Uh, it looks like... Uh, over 80 million people have, in fact, uh, received their money. But uh, unfortunately, uh, some of those 80 million, yes, that's right, they're dead people. But I digress. But uh, many of these folks, like me, are uh, still waiting. Yeah. And, you know, here's here's my thought. This, this is what's really going to happen. Uh, for me in particular, I'm thinking. I, I'm just going to get a bill. Oh, we thought... You were paying all the stimulus money. Yeah, yeah, so you, you don't get anything. But you do get this really pretty invoice with Cheeto Boy's scribbles on it, see? And it says right there, appointing you responsible for all the money forever. Thank you. Isn't that nice? Good times. <laughs> I'm not sure what the hell the rebound is going to look like after this. I mean, uh, even the uh, orange guy himself has said that uh, oftentimes businesses, they just don't come back after uh, 
a, a huge economic transition like this. It's very possible. You think that might just be a self-fulfilling prophecy? And like maybe he won't be back? We have something to say about that. Unless, of course, they hijack the election. Again! Again. When somebody's the president of the United States, the authority is total. And that's the way it's got to be. We don't have a king in this country. Uh, we didn't want a king. So we have a constitution and uh, we elect the president. The states, the colonies formed the federal government. The federal government did not form the states. Well, just in case you might be a tad confused by all the political banter out there, friends, the governor there is correct. The states created the federal government, not the other way around. And uh, in case that still seems to be a bit liberal or maybe a bit far left wacko, then here, in the words of one of the framers of the Constitution, Alexander Hamilton, is what they were all talking about. State governments possess inherent advantages which will ever give them an influence and ascendancy over the national government and will forever preclude the possibility of federal encroachments. That their liberties can indeed be subverted by the federal head is repugnant to every rule of political calculation. Uh-oh. But suddenly, a day later, the human Cheeto said... The best way, I'm talking now from a managerial standpoint, is to let individual governors run individual states and come to us if they have difficulty and we will help them. Fucking liar. I don't know, man. But uh, during these strange days, with uh, state governors oftentimes being uh, the only clear voice of reason, and that's certainly true with ours out here uh, in Oregon, Kate Brown, who uh, sent, by the way, extra equipment, some vitally needed respirators, like 144 of them or so, to uh, New York, who really needed them. And uh, speaking <laughs> of the great state of New York, Governor Cuomo has without a doubt made uh, quite the impression, like it or not, with his uh, oftentimes brutally honest assessment of things there. Rather refreshing, I don't know. You know... Word on the street is they're saying Cuomo in 2024. <laughs> Wouldn't be a bit surprised, provided uh, we all haven't been transformed into some form of kibble for your giant mantis alien friends, who I'm positively sure are the next threat. But yes, uh, many state governors across this land have uh, stepped up and uh, provided clear leadership in times when clarity is, is a very rare commodity. When your commander-in-thief is contradicting the advice of trained medical professionals in favor of his re-election aspirations almost daily... Yeah, one of the more famous ones I saw was uh, that one of his cronies was calling for the firing of Dr. Fauci now. Oh, yes, 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 yes. This is, this is, this is great because in a tweet, Deanna Lorraine, a uh, pro-Trump congressional candidate who I think got about 2% approval in a recent poll during the time she was running against Speaker Nancy Pelosi, she uh, claimed in her tweet that, quote, Fauci is now saying that had Trump listened to medical experts earlier, he could have saved more lives. 
Fauci was telling people on February 29th that there was nothing to worry about and that it posed no threat to the U.S. public at large. Uh, Less than an hour later, Trump posted a, quote, retweet of Lorraine's hashtag fire Fauci call. Sorry, fake news. It's all on tape. I banned China long before people spoke up, Trump wrote. (laughs) Well, the orange guy there was uh, inferring that he took action way beforehand, in spite of the documentation clearly claiming there was awareness and recommendations suggested months before his closing the door to China. He clearly didn't want to do that because, uh, well, he got what he didn't want a derailment of his campaign plans. (laughs) This thing has pretty much shot all of that down for the present. I mean, for everybody, bro. Which, you know what? If I'm honest, man, may be okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think the whole political ballyhoo has gotten a wee bit out of hand. I'm kind of okay with a, a break from it just for a while. And, um, and and speaking of a break, uh, we shall take an opportunity here to reset, get our pet Vyri to do a Rockette-style chorus line in this here Petri dish, and uh, we'll be back in a flash. Something strange to be sorted out down there. TheFuseBoxShow.com All righty. So, you know, those of you who are uh, regular listeners to this here program will uh, undoubtedly know we here at Fusebox are a pro-pangolin zone, or PPZ. So what you did there. Thank you. We support their right to uh, survive and thrive in the wild and do not, under any circumstances, support in any way, once again, again, the killing of those creatures for whatever misguided purpose in whatever land or territory thinks it's a great idea. No, sir. I didn't like it. So, recently... In a report in the uh, New York Times, it states that pangolins, one suspected as the missing link from bats to humans in the origin of the coronavirus pandemic, may in fact not have played that role. Peter Dajic, the president of EcoHealth Alliance, an organization that works on animal-to-human spillover diseases, said that accumulating evidence on pangolins made it, quote, doubtful that this species played a role in the outbreak. We need to keep looking for the original reservoir, likely a bat, he said, adding that the potential intermediate host would likely be another mammal species that's more widely traded in the Yunnan to Wuhan corridor of China. While the pangolin trade is vast, Dr. Dajic said most of it is in their scales, dried, in which viruses would almost certainly not be able to persist. He opposes trade in the highly endangered animal. Dr. Dajic said also that South China, 
has an abundance of mixed wildlife livestock farms that house chickens, ducks, civets, porcupines, pigs, bamboo rats, housed all together in conditions that would be conducive to viral spillover and spread. These farms are often open, rustic, with access to bats, which are abundant in the region, he said. A spillover could have occurred at one of the farms, and an infected human could have infected others at the Wuhan market. Well, then. That's right. Yeah. So, if anything, folks, more reasons to let the little critters do their thing without humans otherwise uh, disturbing that balance. And, uh, hey, the other benefit is you might not even get sick. How about that? So, hands off Scaly Boy over there. Sparky thanks you, and we thank you as well. Uh, you know, speaking of uh, conspiracies and just plain bad ideas in general, did you hear about the David Icke interview uh, where he was talking about the uh, true nature of the coronavirus thing? It got pulled down from all the social media platforms uh, around, mostly... Uh, through pressure from the BBC. The BBC? Yeah, it appears uh, Ike was a guest on some uh, web streaming show called London Real with a guy named Brian Rose. Uh, is he a cousin or something? Uh, not to my knowledge, no. Uh, but I'll have our crack research department find out. How's that? Beauty. So evidently, he was on this show, which I, I, I guess ran a couple of hours, and uh, I pretty much uh, shit-bombed the uh, <laughs> YouTube folks and the Facebook folks and a few others, even Elon Musk, and he called him a super psychopath. Whoa! Going on about stuff they're allegedly involved in, and about uh, an hour after the thing was posted, evidently, the, 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 all the social media platforms took it down by what it appears now as uh, some strong-arm tactics by the BBC, since this show uh, emanates from the UK. Oh, well, for those who don't know this chap, David Icke, uh, he's a bit of a controversial figure. Uh, maybe safe to say he's a tad more civil of a version of uh, Alex Jones of InfoWars fame. Both deal in highly controversial, often very contested <laughs> theories. Uh, regarding global conspiracies and uh, and the like. Now, I know that David Icke, he uh, started out as a show host or presenter, as they say in the UK. He was a sports announcer as well at one time, until he had this epiphany in Peru in, I guess, what, the late 1980s or something? <clears throat> and just he just dropped out of all that stuff and uh, started to uh, relate stories of there being uh, reptoid aliens running the government and a cult, as he calls it, that uh, runs the world, made up of the globe's richest families and uh, some of those uh, reptoid guys. And he, he was doing this, of course, on nationwide television. Too much ridicule, as you might imagine. And uh, he's also uh, written numerous books over the years on the subject. That Brian Rose guy says that uh, at the time that this thing was streamed, it was the second highest ranking streaming event ever. Oh, is that right? 
Well, you know, because the first highest was uh, Panty Boy Furred showing off his Disney-themed Jello mold collection. Or maybe the one where he was playing Fortnite while in a bathtub filled with live snakes. This is like where I show you my extraordinary skill. Yeah, I think I missed that one. To each their own tub of snakes, I always say. Yes, you do. And I think you can, uh, <laughs> I think you can quit saying it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, be that as it mayn't. The uh, thing about that I want to address is, uh, frankly, d- do we all have to be protected from these ideas? I know that's how they want the optics to be. There are social media guardians. You know, and they're ever vigilant, seeking out the damaging ideas of red-hot hate, seething with the damage-filled hatred of damage and hate. Thing is, every time they pull stuff like this down, it just strengthens the, uh, the view or position of the pulley. The social media company, then, they just look like censors, or worse, like dictators, which I suppose... Um, is in their full right to do. It is their platform, friends. They made it and said, come play. Okay? Nobody has to play there or subscribe to their ridiculous terms and conditions because once you agree to that, despite the optics of having your site demonetized, pulled down, redirected, or whatever... You let these miscreants do it by signing up. True that. Hey, look, I'm not forgiving them. I'm just saying, hey, maybe it's time for another platform, you know, that's truly is really free. Yeah, you're going to get all kinds of stuff out there. Yes, you will. But we're supposed to be critical thinkers, right? Maybe that's the bigger issue. Many folks just get swept along by whatever snaps their attention spring. And then, mindlessly take to heart anything that is written in a colorful box. You know what? Frank Herbert, the author of Dune, often referred to it as, quote, truth sense. You don't have to be a bloody mystic to tell if something is fake. Just listen. Just, just listen. Is the tiny head connected to that tiny voice inside of you nodding to the affirmative or to the negative? It's a good place to start. Then, try Snopes.com. Seriously, a solid fact-checking machine. Really is. Well, you know my take. I fucking hate, with rage-filled hatred and rage, (laughs) this social media thing trying to come off as some kind of happy, fun time playhouse, and then selling the shit out of your data. Oh, that's okay, though. We can still sell your shit back and forth and upside down without your consent. But better not talk about that 9-11 thing as an inside job, because that might offend our algorithms or the minds of our members, which we are so concerned about. Fucking liars. But what do you really think? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah.
So, can you smell that smell? Yeah. That's the smell of justice burning up. Yeah, pretty familiar scent these days. Yeah, sadly. Well, you know what? A few shows ago, uh, w- which which one was it? Um, that would be Fuse Box, number 123, Fire in the Hole. Looks like it came out in July of last year. Alrighty then. Well, we talked about this thing back there, and uh, the, the, the tragic and the seriously underreported fire at the Universal Music Group's warehouse in L.A. back in 2008, where... Uh, Somewhere in the neighborhood of 100,000 master recordings of albums from all through time were destroyed in that blaze. Well, subsequent to that fire, a uh, massive class action suit was filed by a number of performers claiming damages for the losses reported there. So we have a new development in this one, friends. A federal judge in Los Angeles has dismissed that lawsuit brought by those musicians and estates uh, last year. The uh, Times Magazine that reported on this originally reported on a Hollywood backlot in 2008, this fire destroyed over 100,000 audio recordings containing as many as 500,000 songs that were controlled by Universal Music Group, the world's biggest recorded music company. So since this case was filed, the plaintiffs had dropped out, except for Jane Petty, a former wife of uh, Tom Petty, who said uh, she had an interest in his recordings through a divorce agreement. However, Judge John A. Kronstadt of the United States District Court in Los Angeles dismissed Miss Petty's claims. Now, the dismissal was made, quote, without prejudice, giving Miss Petty the ability to refile her case if she wants. But Judge Kronstadt's 28-page ruling found her claims legally deficient and in one crucial passage said that MCA, Mr. Petty's former record label, which is now part of Universal, owned the rights to his original recordings known as Masters. Since Mr. Petty did not own them, the judge ruled Ms. Petty could not sue under a claim for bailment or safekeeping. So, Universal has uh, long maintained that the uh, Times Magazine article by Jody Rosen exaggerated the extent of the damage in the fire and in a recent statement called the original piece and uh, its follow-up article, quote, stunning in their overstatement and inaccuracy. In a statement, Jake Silverstein, the editor of the Times Magazine, said, we stand by Jody Rosen's reporting. This ruling does not refute or question the veracity of what we reported that, contrary to the UMG's continued effort to downplay the event, thousands of recordings were lost in the 2008 fire. So uh, why did they back off? That right there is the billion-dollar question, Mr. Keynes. No info is available that I could find anyway on that. Uh, you know what? might have something to do with the tentacles of the entertainment creature and stuff like... You know, that's a pretty nice lifestyle you got there. Sure would be terrible if something happened to it. 
last time. Sadly, no. Not really sure on this one, but it's a it's a shame, of course. Uh, not that money could replace the recordings lost to the blazes of infamy there, but... Uh, Man, it's got to be the pressure of the evaporating record company, too. I mean, who the hell buys CDs anymore? I mean, I, I know that albums, quote, are getting released all the time, but hard media is, is, is going away fast, bro. Yeah, and uh, we dealt with that issue as well a bit ago, but it seems just really out of balance to... Uh, walk away from any responsibility here and just pocket the insurance money and say, oh, well, another day, another soulless dollar. <laughs> but uh, we shall leave you with this bit of you can't make this stuff up if you wanted to, so don't even try, just read the thing. Multiple Flagler County residents recently found little plastic Easter eggs placed inside their mailboxes. But instead of being filled with treats, the eggs were hiding pornographic images and fish-shaped crackers. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Jail records show Abril Sestoni, 42, was arrested after deputies received tips that a woman was going around a neighborhood placing the pornographic eggs in mailboxes. Deputies said that based on the tips they received and home surveillance video, they were able to conduct a traffic stop on Sestoni, who later admitted to making the porn on a computer program. Deputies said they determined Sestoni worked at a Publix grocery store nearby. She would deliver the eggs after her shift ended. Sestoni told deputies she put messages inside the eggs because, she said, she wanted to educate people on the need for churches and pastors to give money to less fortunate. Wait, what? <laughs> April stated she was a church and had a business license. April said she was conducting research on local clergy and people deserve to know the truth. The arrest report read. <laughs> she certainly has a bizarre, almost zealous opinion of churches and what they should believe in and how they should teach the teachings of the Bible, Sheriff Rick Staley said. According to records, Sestoni delivered 400 of the pornography-filled eggs in total. Our team did a great job in tracking this deranged offender down and taking her into custody, Staley said. Thankfully... She did not appear to be sick with COVID-19 symptoms, but she certainly needs some help. This again proves that see something, say something works, and we thank the community for being part of our guardianship policing philosophy. Well, in each of the cases, residents reported noticing that the flag on their mailbox was in the up position. When they checked to see why, they found the egg, which contained a fish-shaped cracker, a sheet of toilet paper, a powdered drink mix, and a crumbled-up pornographic image. <laughs> well, you know, there's nothing like a little orange tang with your poon. <laughs> <laughs> Sustain. <laughs> 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 
Sestoni is being charged with violating the statewide stay-at-home order issued by Let Them Just Go to the Beach, Governor Ron DeSantis, and at least 11 counts of distributing obscene material. (laughs) She's being held on $7,000 bond, according to the Flagler County Jail. (laughs) Oh, buddy. (laughs) I needed that one. Oh, yes. Well, I think we all needed that one. Uh, Thanks to our ever-vigilant co-conspirator and Easter egg collector extraordinaire, Jeff Pollard, for finding that one. Oh, well, you know, Pollard has a knack, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you, it's a gift. truly is. (laughs) Yes, friends. We could say it doesn't get any crazier than that, but it does on a daily basis. And with gusto and a little side plate of mayonnaise for some reason. We don't know why. It's why we must humbly ask time and time again. What the fuck, Florida? Oh, my God. And with that, we shall take our social distance to a degree that we can't even be recognized selves and hide quietly in the next room. But not before thanking. Our contributors to this edition of the show, Nico Lane, Aaron Lane, Sam A. Mowry, and uh, Jeff Pollard. And of course, thanks as always to the man who likes the handcuff look as a daily accessory, the maestro of meters, Milt Keynes, for technical assistance and uh, pocket hand sanitizer. Thanks as always, and uh, we will beat this, folks. Seriously. Just hang in there. Stay safe. I second the motion, and uh, indeed, thanks to you all for bravely pushing play on this edition of Fusebox. May I uh, humbly suggest you take a gander at the Fusebox store about right now, as uh, we have added, yes, that's right, doing our civic duty, a line of face masks to assist in the daily safety of one and all. I think they're pretty fashionable if I do say so myself. You can find that link in the show notes right down there. Click it and you'll be whisked away to the land of wonder and amazement that is the Fusebox store. Find it also on our Facebook page uh, for as long as it's there. (laughs) By merely clicking on the Shop Now tab, or from the Fusebox site itself at uh, Fusebox.com and clicking on the little shopping tab. While you're at it, since all we've got is time anyway, friends, please like and subscribe. And yes, but also click a little rating star or nine if available wherever you have found this program, be it uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or the very Onsug channel themselves at O-N-S-U-G dot com. Truly appreciated in these odd times we find ourselves in, friends. I have been your Does This Face Mask Make Me Look Fat? host, Mark Rose, saying uh, stay safe and healthy and until our next cartoon. 
Fuse Box.